What do we need to know about end-tidal CO2? First, let's remember that end-tidal CO2 directly reflects your arterial CO2. And both of these are influenced by the amount of CO2 that is produced. All of which is a component of metabolism or the patient's basal metabolic rate. Some things that influence or increase the patient's BMR or basal metabolic rate include fever, sepsis, shivering, seizures, and hyperthyroidism. Some things that decrease a patient's BMR would include sedation, hypothermia, and inadequate nutrition or starvation. Generally speaking, the entitled CO2 is about 4 to 6 millimeters of mercury lower than the PaCO2. A normal PaCO2 is 40 millimeters of mercury, and a normal entitled CO2 is 34 to 36 millimeters of mercury. So some key concepts to recall. When PaCO2 decreases, your entitled CO2 is going to, going to decrease. This could be a result of hyperventilation, hypocapnia, a respiratory alkalosis, or a decreased amount of perfusion, or dead space disease. When your PaCO2 increases, your entitled CO2 will increase as well. This could be a result of hypoventilation, hypercapnia, or respiratory acidosis. So now that we have an entitled CO2 reading, let's decide how do we troubleshoot if there's a problem. So if the entitled CO2 is low immediately after an intubation, this could indicate that the endotracheal tube is in the esophagus, which must be corrected immediately. If the entitled CO2 increases during CPR compressions, this is a result of a built-up CO2 that's being eliminated. Entitled CO2 that decreases towards zero indicates uh, that there may be very well be a leak or the ventilator is disconnected. Moisture and other secretions can cause false readings that obstruct the sample line, which then may yield a, a result of zero. False readings can also occur for patients who have been without CPR for an extended period of time. So capnography is oftentimes used to assess the severity of pulmonary disease. It helps us assess the response to therapies, such as the dead space, um, or whether there was a VQ mismatch. It can also help us facilitate whether in, uh, the endotracheal tube is placed in the correct spot. And we could use it to monitor the effects of neuromuscular blocking agents. So as a neuromuscular blocking agent wears off, the entitled CO2 increases from the increase in the metabolism. Additionally, you can evaluate pulmonary and cardiac blood flow. So a decreased cardiac output will result in a sudden or a decreased low entitled CO2. So this could very well be a good indicator of cardiac failure an MI or congestive heart failure. Increasing alveolar ventilation will help us identify whether there is an improvement on the ventilation status and whether the patient is ready to, for weaning. <laughs>